helping our students select a future career in agriculture. Do ag jobs have stereotypes? Gender types of ag careers. That's today's topic on Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers. Welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. We share research-based tips and tackle the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, Mike Ritalik from Iowa State University, and Brian Myers from the University of Florida. We are your agricultural education resource across the web. Hey, Al Pellets. Uh, we are excited to be coming to you live from the Southern Association of Ag Scientists meeting in beautiful, where, Kate? Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. <laughs> We're trying, folks. I'm trying. So by the end of this conference, Brian Myers might be able to say Louisville in a way that is not embarrassing to the entire state. Which state? Kentucky. Oh, okay. It's a commonwealth. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's what it says on the sign, the commonwealth of Kentucky. I guess. Whatever. Anyway. I think that means that Brian's right and Kate is wrong. I, I knew we were going to get into a history thing right off the bat, and I don't have Marshall here to roll his eyes with me about, like, oh, Brian's talking about history again. We'll just wait. Speaking of history, we have the history of the resource roundups we've been having here on Alphelots. We have the author, creator, producer, the mind behind all of the greatness that are the recent resource roundups right here, Natalie Ferran. Natalie, thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. And so in addition to just being an outstanding creator of, of resource roundups for owl pellets, she is a phenomenal researcher in her own right and does some really great work. So Natalie, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so my name is Natalie Ferrand. I'm currently a second year PhD student specializing in agricultural education at the University of Florida. I was a high school ag teacher for three years. I taught one year in Georgia and two years in Texas before I decided to come back to school. And my study focuses on the gender types of agricultural careers. So there's a theory that tells us that collectively we have images related to a career. So if I said a construction worker, an image probably popped into your mind or if I say a librarian a different image would pop into your mind so all of these careers um, have different levels of prestige so how great we think something is like if I said doctor that might be a little different than if I said garbage collector um, actually in our profession now I know there's very little difference I equate those pretty much the same these days garbage well garbage producer maybe yeah. a garbage collector yes <laughs> if you have grad students it's a garbage collector <laughs> <laughs> so, as a graduate, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so this theory tells us that regardless of age, gender, um, religion, region in the country, we tend to have these collective images. Now, that does change a little bit from culture, from country to country. Um, but we're talking about the United States here. So, people have these collective images of careers, but nothing has really been done related to the gender types of agricultural careers. So, I first came across this study when I read a paper by Dr. Shoulders. Um, <gasps> first oh, of all, surprise! First oh. of all, I'm so excited that anyone read any paper of mine. <laughs> 
And two, that it actually led to some pretty awesome research. Yeah, so you did a study about um, the attire, what ag teachers wear. Oh, yeah. And I so, focus on that kind of a lot. So do the teacher or do the students relate differently to the teachers if they're wearing different clothes? Um, so that's when I really first found out about this theory and I kind of went down a rabbit hole and it just really, really interests me. So students from a really young age um, go through this process, process called circumscription and compromise. So from um, young children, we hear about a career and we can think about things like teacher, firefighter, policeman, nurse. And I look at that career and I think, okay, is that career like me or not? And so I start to um, circumscript or say, I don't know, that career is not really like me. So I kind of exit out um, really at, at a very young age. And then as children or we grow into adolescence, we tend to create our own, well, we have our own interests. And so that's when compromise comes in. So I have this process. I look at a career and I say, okay, well, there's this career, but the people in the career don't look like me. The people that I see on TV or the people that I see in those careers, they don't look like me. We're not the same. The qualities that they have, I don't have those qualities. And so even though I'm really, really interested in that career, I'm not going to follow it because those people don't look like me. And that's basically what the theory tells us. Interesting. So this would go like, I'm my five-year-old right now and I'm like, what are you going to be when you grew up and she's like a princess because she's circumscribing currently yes this is what she likes these are her interests that's what she's going to be but she's not yet identified that they have qualities that she does not mainly royal blood yes <laughs> or sometimes this happens and um it happens without us thinking about it if for instance you had a son that said he wanted to be a princess we might say no no you would be a prince and so some okay. of culture is us changing you um, and changing our perceptions or if we have uh, you know I've seen a lot on social media about little kids that love trash men they love trash you know they want to go outside and they want to see when the trash man comes but I don't know we don't know if those conversations that are being had in their house when they're three are the same conversations when they're 15 and they say I want to be a trash man when I grow up are they still supported in that way very cool interesting so Kind of what, what did you find with your study when we looked at the agricultural careers and what kind of the thoughts were of these students? Yeah, so um, we had to create an instrument. So we collected about 250 careers. And then with the help of some people, we narrowed it down to 108 careers. They span all seven pathways. Um, and we have, we have a wide range of careers. And then we gave this to undergraduate students in agriculture education at the University of Florida and basically what they do is they go through this list of careers on a scale of one to seven one being masculine seven being feminine and then four is neutral they just rank each career so they just go down and it says um, waste management specialist and they just put what they think or it says floral designer and they and they put what they think so um, I can tell you the top five careers that are the most that were ranked the most masculine the most feminine, and then what are the neutral careers based on this study that we did? Wait, can I ask you a, mm-hmm. a question first? Yes. Did any of the names, because I noticed we all, I don't know if you mentioned, you would have done it if had you said the words. Um, <laughs> Brian. I love, I love guilty. I'm guilty you because would I, didn't, have been, I didn't say it, but you would have been. You would have been guilty as well, but as we were just talking about the garbage collector, we used the word trash man. Correct. So did any of the any of the jobs have in them the, the word man? Ooh, so... Like, we didn't say garbage collector. We said, I want to be a trash man. That automatically... So that's a good question. Um, That's not something that I specifically looked at, but that's a really good point that you brought up. 
we collected these careers from agcareers.com. They have a really great profile. So if you're an ag teacher and you're trying to get your students to research um, careers, agcareers.com has a profile on 250 plus careers. I think they have made a point to make their careers gender neutral. So that's not something that we necessarily controlled for because they had a list of careers out there already. Gotcha. So for instance, we'll just go ahead with trash man. Um, it is actually the number one masculine career, but it's waste management specialist on our instrument. So the top five masculine careers would be waste management specialist, livestock auctioneer, logger, maintenance service tech, and truck driver. And so all of those except one, well, waste management might be in social services and I can go back and kind of check that. Um, but logger, maintenance service tech, truck driver, those are gonna be more in your ag mechanics pathway. So one thing I did notice was that the ag mechanics pathway um, and the animal science pathway had the majority masculine careers. Animal science, really? Yes. I'm surprised by that one, just because there are so many um, females that are very passionate about being vets or working with animals in some way. I'm surprised that they were associated more with male... And so that one specific career, veterinarian, and I can go back and look exactly what it was, it tends to be more neutral leaning feminine for veterinarian. Okay. And um, there is one animal science in the feminine and animal science career in the feminine category that we'll talk about. But um, some of the other ones such as um, pin rider or livestock caretaker mm -hmm. or um, livestock auctioneer, um, meat viscerator, those are going to be more masculine. Gotcha. Right. So for our neutral, neutral careers, those were toxicologist, regulatory scientist, plant pathologist, animal geneticist, and naturalist. Science jobs are neutral. That, is that what I'm getting out of yes. that? Yes. Yes. That is super cool. Yeah. That was really, that was really interesting to find. And then our feminine careers, um, were event manager, florist, receptionist, vet assistant or technician, and pet groomer. Hmm. hmm. So what do we do with this, right? Because I'm looking at that and thinking, okay, uh, it's unfortunate that these jobs are, um, you know, considered more masculine or feminine. Um, the neutral ones, I find it's fascinating that those are all actually, like if you're looking at higher education and the type of education you would need for those, the neutral ones are the ones that require the most education. Um, so that's pretty cool. So as an, if I'm an ag teacher and I'm working with students and you, know, you, you help them pick ag careers, what should I be doing with this information? How can I be using this to better what I do with my students? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things that we can do as educators is be very aware of the images we're putting in front of our students. So if I'm doing a unit on careers and I'm going to show pictures of careers, maybe I can be very particular with the type of pictures that I put up. So if I'm talking about welding, maybe I use pictures of female welders or, okay. you know, welders from um, minority groups. Or if I'm talking about a florist, maybe I bring in a male florist from my area. And so if we perpetuate these stereotypes and our students will continue to go through this process but if we actively work to not only have our students recognize their stereotypes but for us to recognize their stereotypes then we can help our students um, I think another thing that we can do is some of our classes tend to be stereotyped so I was a floral design teacher and I had a lot of boys that didn't want to be in my class and they were only in my class because it was offered as a fine art credit um, but they were some of the best floral designers. So I think um, as ag teachers, I think as students, and even sometimes our counselors at school need to be Absolutely. aware of the stereotypes and not say, 
um, discourage students and say, well, this really isn't for you. If a student has an interest in it, we need to do everything in our power to help them follow that interest and continue with that because students are going to do well in what they have an interest in. If we force them into a cookie cutter or a pathway or, or something that they're not going to have an interest in, it just makes their life harder. I think a lot of what you're talking about seems like um, it's more that implicit bias that we have because I, I think, not saying that there aren't any out there, but the vast majority of ag teachers would recognize that like, yes, we should help students meet whatever career pathway they want. But as opposed to saying like, um, you know, if you've got, if Johnny wants to be a florist, for example, and instead of making a big deal about it, you know, and saying like, oh, right, look at you, a boy wanting to do a typically not boy job, right? Instead of making a big deal about it. But it puts in that implicit bias that like, you know, if you've got a kid that's wanting an ag class and you get two ag classes, you just so happen to accident, you know, like to unintentionally put him in a, a field that aligns more with his identified gender or his or her. Uh, just because it's implicit, right? Like you right. don't even know that you're doing it. Um, I talked with someone that she was saying that in her classes, she then put in term her instead of him in sentences where she was talking about different career fields. So you kind of mentioned the same thing. Would you recommend making a point, making a note of that and saying like, hey kids, see what I did there? Or do you just let it roll and just have a picture? And instead of saying like, yep, here we have a picture of a female welder. Yeah, I think I would tend to, to let it roll because, again, like we were talking about, we, we just want it to be natural and we want it to be part of culture. But I think however we do that and however we can help our students, um, it is, is great for them. And I think as ag teachers, we have an advantage in two ways. One, we teach units on careers. That's part of our curriculum. So we have the advantage where we can specifically talk about these careers. And the other advantage is that we tend to spend a lot of time with our students so we can truly get to know them. And that even if they have someone at home not supporting them and doesn't support their choices, like maybe we can help them and we can be that support support person due, just due to the amount of time we get to spend with our students. Well, I think it's fantastic. You talk about here, we do talk a lot about careers in, in our ag programs, but I, I really encourage all of the ag teachers listening to this is like, oh, they're like, oh man, one more thing I got to worry about when I'm teaching careers. It's some really some small changes, I think, and just kind of being aware and being intentional when, when we're talking about careers is about being more effective. And so this is not a major overhaul, but these are just kind of things you'd be thinking about because these are, these are aspects that our students think about when they choose careers. So if we want to do a better job of helping our students prepare for these careers, these are the type of things we need to be aware of as well uh, when we're having those conversations with, with students. And, and you brought a good point, when, when we're teaching our classes and helping students know what classes to enroll in and be a part of and, and having those larger conversations with our, our school administrators and school counselors and admissions people and those sort of things as well. For sure, for sure. Well, Natalie, thank you so very much for being with us today and sharing uh, your research. Uh, we appreciate you being a guest here on the podcast, and we appreciate your work every single week on making sure that there are top quality resource roundups going out there. And we're, we're really happy to have you part of the Outpellets team. Yeah, thank you for so having much, me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Outpellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Al Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, 
We ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.